Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And, uh, well, we're off to another rolling start here. We can't hear through our headphones. (laughs) I don't know exactly what the problem is, but... uh, we will uh we'll figure it out we'll try to work through it good morning alan good morning perry how you doing doing good kind of cold out at the fish pond this morning uh yeah it's probably cold a little bit everywhere this morning down here in the south <laughs> <laughs> ronnie how you doing i'm doing really well this is uh i, I think i just fixed it oh, okay Re- really just tickled to be here well we're glad to have you and uh greg's not with us this morning he's under the weather headphones working good yours working yep. ronnie Okay, all right. So we're set. I found out what was wrong. There was a button up here pushed, and I probably accidentally pushed it. So never can tell. Getting ready, but anyway, we're good to go now. And uh, yeah, we have a cold morning here in Spartanburg. It's clear, and uh, is there a lot of racing tonight around the area? Uh, a lot of it's been canceled, but Harris said we're a go. So uh, anybody local wants to go racing, go to Harris tonight. Got a big event up there. I think it's called the Randy Hill Memorial up there. Okay. And uh what they canceling stuff for? As uh Cherokee Speedway, which uh one of the promoters over at Cherokee, he actually promotes it uh Livonia Speedway in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh he had on schedule the USCS sprint cars to come down from up north and uh seeing what the weather was gonna look like with windy weather and cold weather and uh he kind of canceled everything out as far as the Lavonia on Friday night and Cherokee Speedway on Saturday night. So, uh, like I say, he uh, when you cancel out on the sprint cars, uh, I thought them boys up north was kind of used to cold weather. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, too. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, hopefully have a good crowd at Harris, and we'll let uh, Alan bring us up to date on everything uh, when he has his segment there at 1140, I'm um, 1040 um uh, did you watch the xfinity race last night yes i did and ronnie you said you watched it too right i did okay well it was uh it was a humdinger at the end yeah it was what's the matter alan i'm losing you again well i have not it's yeah. it, i don't know it should be working <laughs> maybe it's right here or something yeah. anyway yeah jeremy finally had a finally had a respectable finish and it was kind of like uh I'm not a real biblical person, but I've heard about Moses. I, I saw Charlton Heston in uh, <laughs> the Ten Commandments, and when Moses parted the sea and let the Israelites come through, that's about what it looked like for Jeremy last night after it that really last, did. that crash because uh, they had a humdinger there. With about thir- it, it was a Talladega style, not quite the same speed, but about, I don't know, it had to be a dozen cars pile up in the first turn, and there was no way to get through until until it just sort of parted and uh, jeremy was the first one to get through it and i was kind of hoping that there'd been one more there and then he could have come on up to the top five yeah <laughs> uh, i said well looky here you know sometimes sometimes things go your way 
Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Well, the crash was right at the front of the field on the last restart, and uh, uh, but the cars crashed off the one side, and a bunch of them in the back crashed. So actually, about seven or eight cars got through, uh, or were ahead of the the major part of the crash, even though it was like the third and fourth place cars that were wrecking to start the thing. And Jeremy just slipped through there and wound up tenth. So that's the that's a good finish to build on. Well, there's one thing I see. Jeremy can say that he spun Dale Earnhardt out. Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> well, but you know, uh, are you, if you're thinking about the same one I'm thinking about. The one before. The, but Josh Barry was yeah. coming like crazy on a restart and made it like two, two or three abreast, and they had nowhere to go except to run into Dale Jr., who was ahead of him in the 88 Mayonnaise car. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's But he did hit him, but I, I, I think uh, – <laughs> Josh Berry drives a car for uh, Junior Motorsports, so I think he had a, a, more to do with it than anything. And that's about as wound up as I've seen Dale Jr. get there for a little while. You know, he yeah. kind of done a, a burnout down the back straightaway after it's over with. Well, he, uh, he only gets to race once a year. I think that's all Amy probably allows him to run. And, of course, it's the slowest track. And, uh, but that's all right. He was out there plugging away, and he, he did um, – he was in the top five for a good while. Yeah, he was. He did all right. But uh, Jeremy Clements, as we said, and we might as well just go ahead and address this. Oh, well, let me back up just a second. Greg's not with us this morning, but he's got us a really good guest. And at 11 o'clock, we will be talking to Bobby Labani, who was the uh, 2000 Cup champion and uh, a 2020 inductee into the Hall of Fame. And he's a uh, 21 race winner over his career. And he runs that SRX series, which I. Uh, checked on sitting out there in the lobby and they are on for this year with some dirt they're gonna run some dirt and uh bobby's one of the participants and also is a part owner in that longhorn chassis on dirt racing yes he is and one of the premier cars on the dirt circuit now are they running those they run those around here uh yes they do most of your boys ran through here longhorns is that right yep i mean i I was sort of thinking that um, the, who's the guy in Cal Pens? It's Barry Wright. Barry Wright. They're, they're, most of them around here aren't Barry Wright cars. No, uh, it's, it's kind of phases. It kind of goes in cycles. Okay. And uh, one one year you might be on top. The next year he's he's done his research and he comes back out on top. Next year, you know, it's kind of a kind of a deal of. Uh, well, I'll get into it whenever I give you my report on the XR series. Okay. The last four races that they had up at Bristol on the dirt. Well, that'll be good then. Now, we have uh, some other news. Uh, we have a new um, set of nominees for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And um, they are, if I can pull it up here real quick. Um, uh, okay, we got Sam Ard who was a fantastic, uh, uh, Bush. Yeah, Bush. Yeah. Bush it was, I think it, I always want to think of it as a sportsman cause he was really, but he was like, I think won like two of the first three, uh, Bush series championships. Uh, Matt Kenseth is in there. Um, AJ Foyt. Now a lot of people say, what the heck's AJ Foyt in there for? But he did pretty good. Now he, he won quite a few races. I think he won about five or six and I'll find out more about that. And of course he's my hero. I've named about five animals and a son after A.J. Foyt, so uh, <laughs> I kind of like him. Uh, Neil Bonnet's on there. And 
Oh, I had the list here right in front of me, and it's uh, slipping away. Tim Brewer, Matt Kenseth, and um, uh, Sam Ard, A.J. Foyt, who's 87 years old. That's hard to believe. And um, so, you know, they don't induct as many as they used to. It used to be five every year. Now it's three and then one from a, from a historical vantage point. And one of those is, uh, I know it's Herschel McGriff, who ran in the first Southern 500. He raced here at Spartanburg on the dirt. And actually, he was still running on the West Coast up until a year or so ago. In fact, uh, I think I, I remember us talking about it. He played the national anthem on his bugle or his trumpet or something like a year or two ago. So Herschel is still out there doing it. Um, so anyway, we uh, didn't talk much fishing last week. We did towards the end about your uh, your winnings and everything. Uh, how's it going this week? I did not get to go this week. Uh, just had a little things going on at the house and uh, just didn't go. Okay. Well, we um, I know you talking a little bit about that out in the lobby, and, and we uh, won't get into it if you don't want to. So. Uh, we will move on from that. I tell you, the uh, the racing is open for business this weekend. I think all the series are running, just about, except for the, uh, well, the trucks did run Thursday night. Uh, Formula One's over in uh, Australia. They took a week off, but they're running. And IndyCars and the WeatherTech uh, series are, is out at Long Beach. Of course, NASCAR will be running tonight for the uh, cup race. They ran the Xfinity race, as we mentioned last night, at at uh, Martinsville, which I don't know how many of you guys know this, but that's the oldest track in NASCAR. It's been with them every single year there's been a NASCAR, and that's the only track that falls into that category. And uh, I guess Arca's about the only thing that's not running. Well, so Martinsville's long. always an exciting race. It was dirt until 1956. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, what makes you think it's exciting if you watched last night's race? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and talk about last night's race a little more. Uh, it didn't just end with uh, with the big crash. Um, after they got the restart, they had a like a, <laughs> a red-white uh, checker finish, uh, a green-white checker finish, and uh, Ty Gibbs um, got a little upset about it. He did. What did you see about that, Ronnie? Well, he got – they were going three abreast, and he got – bumped out bumped up the track and ended up what about seventh right six or seventh somewhere yeah. back in there and he took offense to somebody seventh. bumping him in the back which is uh exactly how he, how he won the week before yeah yeah i mean the the last lap at richmond he bumped the guy in front of him four straight times bam 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 to get around him yeah and it was his teammate wasn't yeah it? yeah yeah john hunter Nemechek. right well, I tell you, let's let's back up just a second here, and I'll get that one out of the way right now, because that race was after the show last week, and um, that was at Richmond, and Ty Gibbs was the winner, and uh, Joe Gibbs uh, number fifty four, John Hunter Nemechek, his uh, teammate was second, Sam Mayer was third, fourth was A.J. Allmendinger, fifth Riley Herbst, sixth Daniel Hemrick, seventh Josh Berry, eighth Brandon Brown, ninth Ryan Sieg, and tenth was. Parker Retzlaff, who was a new guy on the circuit. Jeremy started seventh, had a real good starting position in a car that was uh, primarily sponsored by us, by the Fox, 
uh, Fox Sports here in Spartanburg. But uh, he he retreated pretty quickly to the rear and just never could get it going. I heard him on uh, open mic this week. He finished 20th. And we're not talking last night. We're talking Saturday before. And he said they just they couldn't get it dialed in. He said things like the uh, the track changed, and, and after the cup practice and qualifying, it was just uh, too many changes, and they just, I think they were uh, lost. They just lost in the weeds like a golf ball. And um, he wound up 20th, and in the standings after last week, he was 20th. But last night now, he, uh, he had a 10th place finish and a, Excuse me. Um, he uh, needed that to build on. If he right. only had that uh, good finish he was getting ready to have at Coda on the Circuit of the Americas when he got penalized, he would have uh, been be a whole lot better right shape. Yeah. Because yeah. um, so. like we were talking about, he's he's got he's still got time to get back up into the top spots so he can make the playoffs, but he has to start now. Yes, he does. I mean – Luck may change right here because he had a little luck last night. He yeah. had a bunch of luck, but he made some of that luck. I mean, he, he did. Yeah. He was in position. He didn't pile into that big crash. I mean, it just opened up for him, and he practically, if not, came to a full stop. And when it opened up, he went right through it because it was the whole track was blocked. Absolutely. I mean, it, it looked like my shower drain. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> but um, he did um, uh Sam Mayer evidently has a history going back to ARCA with uh, Ty Gibbs because they were talking about they've clashed before. And, yeah, because we really haven't talked about the excitement after the race. Well, his, his, his partner or teammate actually passed him mm-hmm. in the 19 Jones. Right. And yeah. kind of kind cla- passed him clean. He did. Yeah. He passed him as clean as you could pass somebody on Martin's field. And he had to run him down to do it because yeah. Ty got to jump on the restart, yeah. and they only had a, a green flag, a white flag, and then the checker. But, but So now I've done lost the race, and I'm falling back. He was already just almost back to third, yep. and he was a high in the f- third and fourth turn down there when Mayor came in there. And don't get me wrong, Mayor was getting pushed too. Well, oh, yeah. Almondinger was right with him, yeah. and these guys are running for a $100,000 bonus. Yeah. But, uh, he got into him, and... Uh, Kind of knocked him on up the racetrack and went all the way back to about seventh or eighth. They dropped a checkered flag and then up the back straightaway, he showed his displeasure in the race car after the race. Ty Gibbs did. Ty Gibbs. Yeah. And uh, I think NASCAR's going to sell no-nos there. Well, you I, know, after the race. They're going to have to. They're going to have to, which, don't get me wrong, you've heard of being born with the gold spoon. This boy's got the fork and the knife, too. <laughs> Well, I was going to use a similar analogy, but, 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 but I think that silver spoon might have got in his eyes or something and he couldn't see because he rammed him after it was over yeah. doing the same thing that Gibbs had done the week before to win and, the race. And, and the crew chief was telling him, stop. Yeah. Stop. Do not do this. And then after the race and you got on pit road, he wants to go to Sam Mayer's car. But he never did take his helmet off. Well, I got to applaud him for that. If I was getting ready to be getting a fight, <laughs> nah, I'd keep my uh, helmet don't, on. Don't show me. Man up. Well, if you're going to dish it out, if you're going to dish it out, you got to take it. I'd, the, love, I'd the, love for him to come to Gaffney. 
<laughs> There's a, he would get his come up as then. They take their helmets off at Gaffney. Put it, I take put, it, it. put it this way: he'd land on dirt. He'd land on pit road on the on his butt. <laughs> well, they were in each other's faces, and there was a little bit of shoving going on. And uh, Sam Mayer had his helmet off and didn't do a dadgum thing wrong, in my opinion. Uh, I think he pointed to him and told him, "Get your helmet off." Well, <laughs> he, he looked like he flipped his visor up one yeah. time, but uh, but then um. Uh, What's the kids in that? Ty Gibbs sort of uh He got three he, good punches. He in. got two or three real right right in his face. So uh yeah. and, and you know when the race was over, even though Joe Gibbs's car won the race that with the nineteen of Brandon Jones, he looked so crestfallen and disappointed because like what y'all do to my little grandson? So uh you know, I don't know. Uh, it left a real bad taste in my mouth for uh uh poor Ty. Yeah, yeah. and uh the boys got talent. Like I said, the last lap he pulled down there in Atlanta and and come through there and yeah. set that boy up. Uh don't know why don't know why he's doing some of the things he's doing. But I mean that's uh, he's because a kid. he's a rich kid. Well that's and uh, his granddaddy owns the team and when he was about thirteen years old he well, said, Grandpa, I want to drive a race car and he said, Well when you get old enough we'll just pick you one out. Well, guess what? Uh when sponsors pull their deal, guess what? I don't care who you are. <laughs> Well, he's a uh, sponsorship is the uh, biggest thing. And uh, you see what sponsorship would do to you. Oh, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, we're a little over here. We'll come back and we'll have to talk some more about Xfinity in a minute. But uh, let's take our first break and come back. And uh, hopefully I can uh, get Deb. Deb on the phone. She should be up at Richmond. Uh, she may not be up yet. We'll find out in just a second. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide-format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Oh, good morning. Just fine, thank you. You know, I'm always great when I'm headed to a racetrack. Well, that's good. You didn't, you weren't there last night for the fireworks then. Yeah, I was there. Oh. But but there's, really nowhere to stay that they don't south you on the rates in, in the martinsville area so you commuted back to your home yeah pretty much oh okay well i'm glad it's not too tough of a drive then that you uh you, you're able to do that that's good well uh we were just talking about it of course jeremy had the parting of the red sea there in front of him and was able to squeeze in a 10th place finish which we we're real tickled about here he's got a long way to go to catch up in the standings but uh Quite a, an eventful, uh, uh, t- almost, uh, of course, the speeds were much lower, but kind of a Talladega-style uh, big one right there at the end of the race. Yeah, that was interesting. It, uh, In fact, we were sitting there, it was like, are we never going to get this race over with? But um, that one was definitely, when I saw that, I thought, you know, and people think the big wreck only happens at Daytona and Talladega. No, well, it, it's... Uh, it can happen at a smaller track, as they proved last night, and it gets blocked up real, real, uh, real quickly. But uh, we were just talking about Ty Gibbs and his uh, reaction to having done to him the same thing that he did to uh, his teammate the week before, John Nemechek, in that particular race, um, John Hunter Nemechek. What was your take on that? I, I mean, I, I thought he was way out of line myself. Well, first of all, you have to understand that. Uh, Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer really don't care too much for each other, and that goes back to ARCA. Right. Uh, then, and so it's kind of a continuation. And, you know, I 
I don't think, I think what it was was when he got in underneath Ty in turns three and four, and, of course, Sam realized that Brandon Jones had the victory, but Sam was still going for the $100,000. And then, of course, the 10 car came underneath Sam and kind of hit Sam and knocked him into Ty and took Ty up. So I don't think maybe that Ty realized at the time that the 10 had been underneath Mayer. Yeah. And um, then, of course, the, the cool-down lap, that was uncalled for. That reminded me of the time that um, Ricky Rudd, after the cool-down lap up here in a cup race, was angry at Joe Rutman, and he had he rammed, he'd back up and rammed Joe Rutman like three times all the way down the back stretch and uh, after on the cool-down lap. And then when he pulled into the pits, Buddy Parrott was Rutman's crew chief, and he went after Rudd before Rudd ever got out of the car. I love you, Deb. Anybody that can pull up a Joe Rutman... Uh... <laughs> Ricky Rudd uh, quarrel from uh, that has to be twenty or thirty years ago. That's uh, that's great. You are a historian. Well, so uh, uh, what do you they think? Had that, a, they had a come to Jesus meeting with Wayne Alton after the race. Oh, did they? Well, I saw. Them. Oh, yeah. It looked like they were heading into the Xfinity truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they um, they were in there for uh, about ten minutes, and uh, of course, if there's going to be any penalties assessed, that'll be later in the week you know penalties always come out either on tuesday or wednesday so that's when it'll come out yeah and i'm pretty sure there'll be one for this uh i don't know i just it it looked to me like when the race was over it showed a shot of uh of of joe gibbs and he looked like he just lost his best friend or something because uh uh of what they had done to his grandson but his car won the race anyway with uh, brandon jones so you know he uh he lost the race, but he won the race. So, uh, you know, it. I, I don't know. I, it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth for uh, for Joe Gibbs and the whole team. And I, I guess I I have a lingering uh, sort of dislike for them anyway. I shouldn't say that, I, uh, or I shouldn't feel that way. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just kind of do, and I feel like uh, you know Ty Gibbs. I I don't. He just showed up one day in a top flight car. I. Did he work his way up at all in racing? I mean, did he do oh, legends yeah. or anything? Uh, he didn't do legends, but he did late models. And uh, he he was on the short tracks and all along before you ever heard anything about him. Uh, working the short tracks and all, running mm. late models and stuff like that. He didn't just show up in a, a well-financed ARCA or, or uh, Xfinity car. But knowing Coach Gibbs... He probably looked like that because he was not pleased with Ty's actions. Yep, you're right about that too. That's probably uh, I, I exactly would say right. He was more more um, unhappy about that than he was. I mean, he did you know win the race, but I think he was probably more unhappy about Ty's actions than anything. Knowing how Coach Gibbs is, I think you're exactly right about that, Ira. Our legends guest at the top of the hour is Bobby Labonte, so I think he can probably give us some insight into Joe Gibbs too. But uh, he uh, and Bobby is is still you know with Fox. He's on the race hub. So uh, oh yeah, we. Uh, I will have to admit when I saw Ty uh, throw those punches 
I had to think back to what I, the stories I heard on Coach Gibbs when he was a little boy growing up in the Inca village there in Inca, North Carolina, and his father was the police chief there because we had friends that worked at Inca, and they, they said that, um, let's put it this way, Joe's temperament has changed a great deal from when he was a child. <laughs> God, you know everything, Deb. That's great. <laughs> Well, um, we haven't discussed this yet today, and I will get to it real quickly here, but we had a new winner last week. Jada, with her uh, picking uh, Denny Hamlin every week, finally came through in what um, actually was kind of a pit stop strategy race last week as far as uh, the cars that came in and uh, and got behind or, or didn't get uh, tires or, you know, and it was uh, Byron that... You know, he just tried to go the distance on an old set of tires, and they gave up about five laps or so too too early for him to pull it off, and a lot of guys got by in there at the end, or several. And uh, Denny Hamlin, sort of at his home track, was the winner. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, you know, it's a strategy race is interesting like that if you're there at the track, but they're really not that exciting if you're watching them on TV. So that was, that's, but it was just like a, you know, the the type of natural or as race, as one person put it, that you watch um, as a race unfolds. And, of course, you can see it so much better when you're at the track. Yeah. Uh, you just can't really get into a strategy-type race on television. It's it's good when you're at the track, but not watching on television. Well, the only thing I would say sort of counter to that would be if I was pulling for a um, Byron at, at that point in the race, you know, I was just praying he could hang on, but he couldn't. So uh, mm. uh, it was, um, you know, like you said, it was a strategy thing, and it paid off for Denny Hamlin, and you knew he was going to win one sooner or later, as I still think Harvick will, but I'm just not sure when. You know, Kevin Harvick was really upbeat yesterday when we had our media availabilities. I was um, pleasantly surprised at how upbeat he is, and it seems like he's really getting a handle on the the race, this new car now. Um, and he um, seems to be, uh, he said actually that the simulation works better with this new car than it did with the old car. Well, that's interesting. And he said that the simulation with the old car, you were just wasting your time. Mm. But he said they're able to take back what they learn each week at the track and um, get a better handle on everything, and the simulation is working better for this um, this this car yeah. than it did the old one. That's interesting. Let's uh, Let me recap the standings now as... Uh after uh, after the Richmond race, Allen has got 12 points. He's in first place. Lanny is second with nine. I've got eight in third. Deb is fourth with four. Greg and Ronnie have three each. And now Jada's got three. So it's a three-way tie for fifth. And let's go ahead and get our picks in for this week. Deb, pick one. I'm going to go with William Byron. William Byron for Deb. Uh, Ronnie? I'm going to go with Kozlowski. Kozlowski. That's Used to be a kind of a, oh, I won't say you didn't have a good pick there, but you, he, it, it seems like it's well, kind of going out on a limb these days. 
Well, I think his style of driving at Martinsville may be his best shot at winning this year. Well, maybe you're right. We'll find out tonight. Alan? Uh, you go ahead, Perry. Well, you know I'm going to take the nine. That's what I was looking for. I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump <laughs> well, in there and do that. Well, I mean, anybody can take him. It's, it's fair game. Who are we going to give to Greg here? Who did he have last week? Uh, let's see. Greg, last week he had uh, 23 car, Bubba Wallace. Uh, well, now, Bubba, I think, won a truck race at Martinsville, didn't he, Deb? Yes, he did. Well, give him 23 again. He's probably got a chance. And I think at one point... I didn't really watch the practice and everything, but I believe at one point he had the fastest uh, the fastest time. Alan? I think I'm going to go with 18 car. That's uh, Kyle Bush. And, Lanny, if you will uh, text yours in to me, I will uh, I'll record that. And I guess uh, Jada's going to have uh, the yeah. 11. 11. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, I want to ask you a question, Deb, and I hope I don't – mean to catch you off guard i can't catch you off guard because you know everything but uh the formula one uh haas team the ferraris you know out of you said it's uh real close to your home where they build those cars uh they're doing great with uh kevin magnuson and nick schumacher of course he had a horrible crash last week before uh saudi arabia i think uh right. they were at but uh they're doing really really well i mean they, they're done they've done better this year than they have the whole time that we've been doing this radio show. I mean, uh, they're uh, actually contending for a, a podium. Well, you know, I think that goes to the fact that their experience that they've gotten in Formula One. And, uh, you know, they had to change drivers because they put pressure on him. He had a, a, a Russian driver, and after Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, he had pressure put on him to get rid of his uh, Russian driver. Well, he, they also had a Russian car owner or a, or, or a sponsor or a co-car uh, owner or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they, uh, yeah, and they even changed the paint job around because I think it was kind of similar to a Russian flag, the red, white, and blue, which is nothing wrong with yeah. those colors. But uh, that was, uh, I'm just real proud of them. I mean, they, they ran so well. Uh, and Kevin Magnuson is actually in the, uh scoring points and i think he's in the top 10 in the formula one points right now i've got it over here i'll check it in a minute uh lanny wants larson all right so give so give him the five car so what do you expect to see today is it how's the weather up there is it going to be real cold and if it is because it's pretty nippy in spartanburg uh yeah it's cold it's the wind is cold and um if you're going to uh, come to the race tonight dress warmly because it will be quite cold tonight. And, um, of course, you know, when you've got the cold temperatures like that, you don't lay down the rubber and you don't rubber in the track. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And it's also interesting as to how different people's reactions are to this new car. You know, like Ross Chastain is spending... uh, Ross Chastain is spending seven hours uh, a week in the simulator, and Chase Elliott says he doesn't want to spend that much time in the simulator because he wants to know what the car really feels like on the racetrack and then convert that to the simulator. He feels like if he gets familiar with it on the simulator, then he doesn't know the feel of the car. 
So it's interesting to see all the different approaches that are being taken, but one thing that I thought was interesting, they said that they're finding this car on the short tracks reacts more like the old car, and I thought that was quite interesting. But, of course, it'll be interesting to see how the new brakes, the, the bigger brakes than all work here at Martinsville, if brakes will be that much of a problem. Well, I tell you what, if you're talking about... Uh... And I, we've already mentioned a couple of times there's no more black book. Uh, uh, but uh, when they go to dirt next week, they can really throw everything out the window because this car on dirt is uh, uh, g- going to be something else. I don't think there's any way you could do a simulator on dirt. Uh, I mean, I, what do I know? But, I mean, uh, the simulator on Bristol dirt for a brand-new car, I'm not sure that you would get a, a proper uh, feel for the car. Well, and I'll tell you something else, too, um, I want to bring up, and that was that Brad Keselowski did address yesterday what they were penalized for. Okay. And, and they lost the uh, penalty. The, they lost the hearing. The appeal. The appeal. And the reason they did the appeal was because they just wanted to explain why they did what they did. And what they did, they had a tail panel that they repaired and they repaired it because they didn't have a new one. They didn't have another one. And he said, you know, apparently they didn't do a very good job repairing it. But he said that um, they would, um, he said, you know, if we had to do it over again, we probably would beg, borrow, or steal a new one. But uh, he said, you know, it's a situation that's being addressed now. But for what it is they, they just got to live with it well I, I thought i thought maybe the, the the major rub on the whole deal was whatever they did to the panel they they just didn't get nascar to approve it they just went ahead and did it without saying uh come here boys take a look at this and see what you think yeah that's a possibility but he said that you know with the way they repaired it did it would it be an advantage he said probably not but he said you know, we just repaired it because we didn't have another one. Yeah. And um, he said that, you know, apparently we just didn't do a good enough job. You know, I know Bud Moore used to do a lot of these appeals, and he would tell me about them and some of the funny things that happened. And uh, But I, I read the names of the three people that heard this, this uh, appeal, and I, I never heard of any of them. Now, I'm not nearly as close to the sport, not even in the same – hemisphere as you but uh do you know who i mean do you know who these people were or what's their connection no, with I, racing no i did not know okay um just, and what they'll do lots of times depending on what the appeal is they'll um pull people in that may have more expertise in a certain area than other and um so you know it could be that maybe these people have more expertise in in fabricating or you know i just don't know you know i thought they had a pool of of uh of uh experts experts or 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 whatever you call them you know that they only like say they've got 50 or 20 or 40 or whatever and but they pull out three from a a a predetermined set of people is that not the case they do yeah they do um but i mean it's it can be short track owners. It can be short track promoters. I know Lynn St. James 
was on the, I, I guess she's still on the appeal panel, but um, they've got a whole list of people that they pull from, and uh, they just pulled three yeah. um, for that. But um, they, uh, you know, it varies now. Used to, when there was a printed rule book, they actually listed all the people in their rule book that was on the appeals panel. Right, and I, but, I'd like to see that list because I've never heard of these three. One last thing for you. Uh, well, they don't print the rule book anymore. It's online. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. Um, one more thing now. Uh, Mike Hill, Alan's brother, sent us a picture, sent Alan a picture this morning of uh, Jimmy Johnson with his arm all bandaged up and looked like it had a splint or something on it from a IndyCar crash at Long Beach. Do you have any insight on that? Uh, no, I'm sorry I don't because, of course, with the time difference, you know, them being three hours behind us, I couldn't really keep up with what was going on last night. Yeah. But I'll look into that today, but I was, was not aware of that. Yeah, he's a uh, picture of him holding his arm up. and it, it's, uh, uh, Did you just say that, Alan, or did he? Did Mike actually say that's what happens when you don't let go of the steering wheel? Yeah. When you don't let go of the steering wheel, it's going to, it's going to turn that hand. But is that what I, Mike said that, or are you yeah. just surmising that? No, Mike said that. No, okay. that's what happens. That, that's, if you will remember when Danica Patrick yep. took that spin, how she took her hands off the wheel. And folded them over her chest. Car. Uh-huh. And that's what you do in IndyCar. Otherwise, it'll snap your wrist or hand or arm, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. Well, I hope he's not injured too badly because after that great finish, you know, sixth place at Texas, I know he was really looking forward to, to run in Indy, and I wanted to see how he could do up there, and not the road course, but on the, the, the big track for, right. in the 500. So, uh, well, Deb, look, we'll let you go. We kept you a little over, and I uh, appreciate you coming on. And as always, you tell us things we didn't know, and your insight is fantastic. And uh, – have fun up there. Don't eat too many hot dogs, and uh, hopefully we'll talk oh, to you next week. I can't eat hot dogs. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. No. There was some guy last night wolfing them down on television. Who was? Some guy. I don't know who he was, but he had it, it was condiments flying all over the place. He was, <laughs> he was having at it. Oh, that's funny. Well, I tell you, I hope you didn't hear the the gas pump in the background because I was putting gas in the car and you know how some of these pumps have people that talk now on their gas pump. Well, I heard you rumbling around and I, I thought you had gotten to the track and were walking to uh, wherever you're going when you get there. So uh, I could tell there was some sort of commotion, but I didn't want to bring it up. No, <laughs> the gas is cheaper uh, before you cross into Virginia up here. So I was, I was, I had checked the, um, the gas is, gas prices as i was driving back last night so i knew where i wanted to stop today to get gas well that's great and uh um you're the best we love having you on and uh have fun up there and we stay will warm stay warm and we'll talk to you yeah. next week all right sounds good all right thank, thank you. you very much deb we deb williams is uh what ronnie she's the smartest woman i know she sure is and uh let's take a break we're a little behind we'll come back and see what Alan has to say about the local scene. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. You know, I need to get those songs 
change it around. I'll get Tyler to do it because I like going to you with Bad Moon Rising because that's Deb's <laughs> music and it just it throws me off a little bit. But, uh, okay, what's happening around here locally, Alan? All right. We're going to start off with Cherokee Speedway last week. That was the first points race of the year at Cherokee Speedway. We had seven divisions of racing there. We're going to start off with the 604 late models. First place, John Ruggiero, Jr., uh, Mr. Wilson's man. Mr. Wilson's man. Man's on a hot streak. He can go from at 602 to 604 and uh, still come up with the same results. Second place was Brian Mullis. Third place was Leighton Sullivan. And the Super Sportsman Division has paid $1,500. First race of the year for the Super Sportsman Series. And uh, first place, a regular name over there, Mitchell Duval. Second place, Josh Hoops. Third place, Cade Langley. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place, Madison Hoots. That's Josh Hoots' son. Mm-hmm. So uh, glad to see them keeping the family tradition going there. Second was Tyler Abernathy. Third was Brock Smith. In the Street Stock division, um, and just jumped out of one car and went over and got another car. First place was Mitchell Duval. Second was Blake Bentley. Third was Caleb McLaughlin. In the Young Guns division, first place, Austin Brown. Second, Ronnie Pinson. Third, Malachi Appling. And now down to the four-cylinder division. In Extreme Four, first place, Scott Collinger. Second, Clayton C. Third, Austin Giles. In the Pro Four division, first place, Sparks Paris. Second, Cody Barber. And third place, Dustin Bowling. Uh, move up to Harris Speedway. Had nine divisions up there at Harris Speedway last Saturday night. And the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place, went to Ricky Jones. Second went to Heath Williams. Third went to Mason Mintz. And the Young Guns Division, first place, went to Dale Bennett. Second went to Willie Ethan Fowler. Uh, third went to Gavin Wheeler. And the Thunder Bomber Division, first place, went to Kevin Nations. Second went to Dwayne Worley. And third went to Jason Edmonds. 602 Late Models, first place, went to Jake Jackson. Second went to David Smith. Third went to Jesse Ivers. And the Ford Outlaws, that's the first uh, showing of this Ford Outlaw division up there. First place went to Josh Melton. Second place went to Joel Melton. Think they ain't key in there? Uh, probably. <laughs> the Mountain Boys. Uh, third went to Hayton Vanderfort. In the Renegade division, uh, said this name a lot. Uh, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second went to Alvin Morris. Third went to Riley Robinette. Pure Stock division, first place went to T.J. Penfield. Second went to Josh Ayers. Third went to Taylor Johnson. Great Sportsman Division. First place went to Cody Ursley. Second went to Tanner Fortune. Third went to Chris Jackson. Front Wheel Drive Division. Joel. First place went to Joey Kelly. Second went to Chris Harville. And third went to Scott Hendricks. Uh, just a little bit of racing going on tonight because of the cold weather that Cherokee Speedway has decided to cancel out the USCS series. That was the wing sprint cars. They were supposed to show up down here for Livonia Speedway, which Scott Childers promotes Livonia to. So uh, since these boys was going to have to travel a long way, he just went ahead and canceled both uh, Livonia and Cherokee Speedway tonight. Hmm. So uh, hopefully they can get that back on the schedule. But uh, we do have some racing going on. And is it Harris Speedway? This is the second day of the Randy Hill Memorial. Last night, they had qualifying in some mains. They had the Pierce Stock Division there racing last night. First place was Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second was Josh Ayers. Third was T.J. Penfield. 
Thunder Bomber Futures, first place, Justin Watts. Second was Mason Mintz. Third was Shane Cantrell. And the Young Gun Division, first place went to Caden Presnell. Second went to Trenton Jamison. And third went to Dale Bennett. On tonight, up there, they got the Extreme Four Division paying $5,028. Don't know where they come up with the $28, but uh, they had uh, five heat races up there last week. So this is a big deal for the Extreme Four Division. In the heat race number one, first place, Wayne Taylor. <laughs> Where do I know that name from? Uh, he owns the Taylor in the DPI prototype deal. Oh, Wayne Taylor. <laughs> Good grief. I don't know if that's... Uh, Probably not. <laughs> He's, I, I anyway, imagine that guy's out in Long Beach. So, yeah. The second heat was uh, Johnson Surratt. Third place <laughs> was Joel Kelly. Uh, fourth In the fourth heat race was Chris Meadows. And the fifth heat race was Travis Jameson. If you won the fifth heat race, that means you're going to start uh, third row inside. So a bunch of cars going to be up there at Harrison Night. Get out here and support our local racing. Uh, going back uh, last week to the extreme dirt cars, I mean, uh, late models up there at Bristol Speedway. Had four big races up there. Uh, but last uh, Saturday night, I told you on Friday night that Chris Madden won. Come back on Saturday night, Dale McDowell won the final night up there. But Chris, May, Chris Madden, our local driver, come out to be the big winner. Uh, got the $100,000 bonus point fund up there. Come with, come walking, I say walking away from up there with $230,000. Yes, a living. He had two wins, a second and a 12th place. Uh, he uh, got a little penalty rule there on him after one of the heat races. Uh, the, the Rumleys with the six car. Kind of, kind of. That man's a pretty good uh, looker as far as looking at other people's race car. Uh-huh. They, they kind of caught him on the drop rule. What's that? Uh, something about, you see how these late model dirt cars kind of kick up yes. on the left rear quarter panel? Mm-hmm. You're only supposed to have a limit switch on them things, and uh, somehow or another, the, they jack the car up and they measure it, but somehow or another, if you still had a little bit of pressure on that left rear tire, uh, it would drop down six more inches on Chris's car. So, uh they come in there and jacked it up, and a man walked over and stuck his foot in a wheel, and it dropped down, and they kind of done a little bit more investigating and penalized him, made him start uh, 12th on the final night, but he still come to second, and uh, they just put the, they just shortened up the chain on the rear and drop on the car, but uh, okay. for him to start 12th and come to second, that still means he had a fast car. For sometimes, you can do stuff, and uh, I say you get caught with it, but I don't think it really mattered to start with, but as long as you think your driver's got a good advantage, he, uh, he'll he drive a little bit harder sometimes. Just not enough laps. Nope, not enough laps. And uh, like I say, get out here and support our local racing. Uh, also, got to, got a text in that uh, Rear Dragway is going to have their second points race today. So uh, if you don't like uh, uh, round track racing, we can go straight racing over at Rear Dragway. Well, maybe maybe if we can get ha- uh, Hank Guyton on the phone, we'll have him in the second hour of the show, and he can tell us about it. Uh, Travers Rest Speedway, they got uh, two wheels going on over there tonight. Motorcycles. Motorcycles. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wow. Can't, can't forget about Travers Rest Speedway. I got it here on the paperwork here, but uh, they got two wheels uh, two wheels going on over at Travers Rest. They call this the Sammy Halbert Spring Fring. 
Uh, don't know who Sammy Halbert was, but I uh, guess he was a good motorcycle racer at one time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we'll we see what uh, results are from Traveler's Rest. And maybe next week they get back to some uh, four-wheel racing. And, uh, you know, that's where your man likes to race over there, Wally Fowler. Wally. Yep. Won't let him in at Harris. Won't let him in at Harris. He's been banded from up there. So uh, we'll see what goes on next week. All right. Thank you, Alan. And we'll, uh, we're going to have Bobby Labonte after the top of the hour. So stay tuned to Fox Sports Spartanburg. You are listening to Start Your Engines. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are what you need to know. Breaking news, Ohio State standout Dwayne Haskins has died. This morning, he was hit by a car in South Florida. Per his agent, he would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Third round of the Masters continues today. Uh, Scotty Scheffler has a five-shot lead, tying a Masters record after 26 holes. The last four players who led by five shots going into the weekend weekend went on to win. Tiger Woods will also be playing this weekend. He is one over and tied for 19th after 36 holes, but he's only four shots out of second place. Last night in the NBA, the Suns overcame a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter to beat the Jazz 111-105. They extend their franchise record to 64 victories this season. Major League Baseball is back. Their baseman, Josh Donaldson, walked it off in the Bronx. The Yankees beat the Sox 6-5 in the 11th inning. I'm Monsi. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-its to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498-3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpactsPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And as happens from time to time, uh, Bobby Labonte's phone went straight to the answering machine. Uh, Greg had told me earlier this week when he lined him up that he said he was going to be turkey hunting this morning somewhere. And, uh, and then uh, when Greg called me this morning to say he couldn't make the show, he said that he'd already talked to Terry, uh, Bobby, and confirmed it, and uh, he'd already been turkey hunting at the crack of dawn. So I do not know what the problem is. but uh, The excitement of live radio. Yeah. the uh, you, you know, I, I gave him our number, and maybe he'll call in. Um, maybe he won't. But, you know, we've been pretty lucky with that. Who called us back? Uh, Ken Schrader called us back. Yes. And um, I think – I think Mike Helton called us back. We might have even had another one, but uh, um, we'll see what happens. But anyway, we will trudge on and finish up talking about the Xfinity race. Now, uh, I talked, to, uh, 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 went over what happened at Richmond. That was last Saturday. So um, last night, they ran, uh, I'll tell you, they come up with some interesting names. The <laughs> call. 811 before you dig 250. So uh 
That was the name of the race last night. Well, they take sponsorships where they can find them. Exactly, exactly right. Now, um, Brandon Jones was the winner. He drives for Joe Gibbs, and uh, that race had an amazing uh, 16 caution flags. And it started out right after they said uh, drivers start your engines. It started pouring down rain, but they tried to track off pretty quickly and finally got the show on the road. Well, they almost had a 17th caution right there on that last lap because everybody was getting squarely coming out of the fourth turn. Yeah. And they would have, uh, th- yeah, they would have had a 17th. I think that was, the, didn't they say that was the record? I believe it was the record. And they, If it ain't, it should be. Well, uh, Brandon Jones was the winner. The surprise second place finisher was Landon Castle driving for Matthew Colleg. Third was A.J. Allmendinger driving for Colleg. Fourth was Austin Hill. Fifth, Sam Mayer, who, uh, oh, talk, boys. Let's see if we got Bobby here. <laughs> was there anything on your, your uh, local schedule that you had to cut short that you could say something about now? Uh, not, not that much right now. Whenever we get down to motorcycle racing, uh, it uh, that's pretty much bottom of the barrel. Bo- well, there is one other thing. There's a race tonight at Greenville Pickens Speedway. Yes, and I heard one of the drivers up there at Martinsville said that he's hoping – Whenever the rain come out, that they was able to get it in because he was supposed to come to Greenville Pickens tonight. And the Greenville Pickens show tonight is the Cars Late Model Car Tour. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but it, it's a, a great half-mile track at Greenville Pickens. Yes, it is. Uh, one of our historic racetracks. Uh, matter of fact, in 1963, my daddy won the championship over there with Dub Nelson driving his car. Is that right? Yes. Okay, well, I don't know who that was because by the time I got there, they hung up. Yeah, and to the uh, if you think back, Greenville Pickens was the first televised NASCAR event. Yes, and if on Wide World of Sports, flag to flag, yes, live, yes. Keep talking. Well, we're going to keep talking. <laughs> and uh, the gates have already opened. Well, they open at twelve o'clock, which is about fifty minutes from now at Greenville Pickens. And I don't know the ticket prices, but I do know that six and under get in free. Yep. Uh, one of our uh, one of our historic racetracks is Greenville Pickens. Uh, started out dirt in the 60s and the 50s, and uh, later on went into asphalt racing and uh, been with us for a long time. As everybody knows, a lot of your uh, a lot of our uh, NASCAR boys used to come down there and practice at Greenville Pickens because it would not go against their uh, availability to practice uh for martinsville right because the track was a similar to martinsville and uh but i don't know if they did that anymore with these not cars. that i'm aware of but since, it could happen since they come up with these simulators now and uh, <laughs> i know yeah but uh i wasn't bobby labani that was the owner of the radio station ryan delaney and uh, i told him we might get bobby to call in here in a second but if he wants to come on later maybe we can have him but uh Anyway, thank you, boys, for filling in there. And uh, uh, well, I had about exhausted my knowledge <laughs> of Greenville Pickens. So, but, but, but let me make us. let me make a comment now. You can pull that race up on YouTube. Yes, and if you go to the end of the race, well, during the middle of the race, they interviewed Charlie Glotz back, and he was driving for Skip McCarthy out of Spartanburg. They had a Dodge Super B number thirty-eight, and I was sort of hanging around with that team at the time. This was April of 1971. 
And Charlie hands me his helmet, and I'm standing there with a uh, uh, Ken Squire and and uh, Charlie Glotz back. And then at the end of the thing, they interview David Pearson, who finished second to uh, Bobby Isaac that day. And I'm all over the place. I got on yellow sunglasses, <laughs> and I'm right between Ken Squire and David Pearson. I got on a yellow Vanderbilt sweatshirt, and uh, with yellow sh- sunglasses and. Uh, like the Dodge Sheriff used to wear in those yeah. commercials, if anybody remembers that, and no hat. So I am clearly visible in the first live to live, flag to fl- live to live, flag to flag broadcast live your, of a of your a, first claim to fame. Yeah, that was my broadcast. Well, that wasn't my starting broadcasting because at this time I was a. And the funny thing is that was on a Saturday. They had run on Thursday night at, at a Columbia in the first race since they paved Columbia, and. um I did the same thing down there, uh, hanging out with uh, Charlie Glatz back and Skip McCarthy. Okay, so anyway, the call eight one one before you dig two fifty was last night, and I think I said Brandon Jones won it. Landon Castle was second. AJ Allmendinger third. Austin Hill fourth. Sam Mayer, who got a couple of punches in the nose, fifth that he didn't have coming, and uh, I, th- I think he'll uh, in the long run end up the the winner in that battle uh maybe he'll keep his helmet on next time riley herps was sixth ryan truex seventh ty gibbs who did the punching and sort of the the whining and crying after the race evidently because he can't take what he dishes out and his uh he choked on his silver spoon uh was eighth ryan sieg was ninth and our own jeremy clements was tenth well i wanted to say it whenever uh deb was talking about that he started off in the sportsman division I wanted to tell her, I said, well, he started off in a well-funded sportsman car. Yeah, everything he's done has been well-funded. I can promise you that. I wonder where he would have run at. Um, you know, that's, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, I know it's probably a Gibbs sportsman's car, but uh, he should have started off driving for somebody else, kind of like Larry Pearson did whenever we used to go up to Harris Speedway on Sunday afternoon and watch the asphalt race up there. Uh-huh. And Larry was driving a Chevy 2 Nova with a 283 in it. And uh, David never did come around. <laughs> and it wasn't a well-funded car? No, it was not a well-funded car at all. Well, i tell you what. and But, too, in, in, in his defense, it doesn't just take a well-funded car because look at the uh, the Russians in the Indy car that we have talked about several yeah. times whose daddy put him in a car. It's, it's not a new thing. No. I mean, people, rich people been putting their kids in race cars for years and uh uh you know that's just that's one way to go about it i think that's uh what jeremy alluded to after daytona about drew dollar you know when he got so mad that drew dollar put him in the wall because he just lost it coming off two in the permatex i don't even call it that anymore but the 300 mile race at, at daytona and uh i mean it's happened everywhere it's happened in Indy cars, it's happened in Formula One, it's happened everywhere that a rich kid gets a ride and sometimes it works out and sometimes it didn't. I don't think there's any question that Ty Gibbs has got some talent. Might have a lot of talent. He's already won a bunch of races this year in Xfinity, but I I don't like that path and I certainly didn't like his reaction last night when he did exactly what he did to somebody the week before. His teammate. So anyway, point standings. <coughs> Turn your mic on. AJ Allmendinger is leading the points. He has a twenty-point lead over Ty Gibbs. 
Third is Noah Craxon. Fourth, Brandon Jones, who won last night. Fifth, Josh Berry, who actually got inside of Jeremy uh, on a restart, and it, they were at least three wide. It might have been four, but they didn't fit going into the first turn, and it was Jeremy that whacked into the back of Dale Jr. into Hellman's mayonnaise car and spun him out. And, um, you know, they they played uh, Junior's comments on the radio, and he said something about the 51 car. It wasn't nasty. You know, it just he mentioned the 51 car, but what he didn't, I guess, pick up on was that his own car was the one that went on a bonsai charge into the first turn that really precipitated the whole thing. You look like you're getting ready to say something, Alan, but I guess not. Okay. Sixth in the points is Sam Mayer. Seventh is Justin Allgaier, who had a rough night last night. He hit a bunch of stuff. Tied for eighth is Daniel Hemrick and Ryan Siege. Tenth, Austin Hill. You got to go all the way to 18th now. He did move, move up two spots from Richmond uh, to Jeremy Clements. You got to finish in the top 12 in order to um, get in the playoffs. So here's where it gets tough. You talk about he's got to start picking them off. You know, at one time, like after Daytona, it was just a few points between everybody. Not like that anymore. We've had too many races. He is only 10 points behind Brett Moffitt for 17th. He's 28 points behind Jeb Burton for 16th. And he's a whopping 43 points behind Sheldon Creed for 15th. So he's got a long way to go. Uh, if I can do some quick math here to get to 12th place, which is Landon Castle, uh, he is uh, 60. Two points behind Landon Castle. So he's got his work cut out for him. Easiest thing to do is what? Win. Win a race. Win a race and you're in. And I think uh, that may be a good way to do it with the road courses we have coming up. We've got a bunch of them left. And uh, he showed what he can do in a road course at Coda. But they said he cut a corner and they penalized him harshly. Uh, the cup cars, they, um, they run tonight on FS1 at 7.30 and the Blue Emu Minimum Pain Relief 400. And, uh, they ran last week in the Toyota Owners 400 and that was at Richmond and the winner was Denny Hamlin. I'm going to make a, a rule here, Alan. (laughs) Go ahead. Your daughter has to appear on the show at some point in the year to participate in this. Okay. All right. I, she can call in. I'd love to have her come in, but we need for Jada to, uh, at some point in this year, uh, to qualify for uh, even being a part of this. We don't make Lanny do that, but we're going to make Jada. All right. Fair okay. enough. Works for me. Okay. She's uh, she's welcome here anytime, and I don't know how many times I've offered her a, a whole segment of, of her own to do whatever <laughs> she wants to with. Um. Denny Hamlin was the winner last week in a race that came down to some pit strategy with uh, uh, Byron try, uh, trying to stay out um, a little bit too long on his tires. William Byron, I've been missing his first name all show. William Byron, uh, he tried to go like a close to 100 laps on his tires. It might have been like 92 or 95 or something, and it just couldn't couldn't happen. People with tires half as, uh, half as old as his, Went zipping by him there at the last. Kevin Harvick was second. And that's about as close as he's come to uh, winning a race in a while. Third was William Byron. Fourth, Martin Truex. Fifth, Kyle Larson. Sixth, Christopher Bell. 
Seventh, Ryan Blaney, who was on the pole and stayed up front the whole race but just can't quite squeeze out a win. Alex Bowman was eighth, Kyle Busch ninth, and Austin Dillon tenth. The uh, points for the cup cars break down like this, and this is uh, the playoff standings. Forget the uh, point standings. This is the playoff standings. And uh, Allen, another winner. That's eight. That's eight different winners so far this year. So uh, half the spots in the playoffs are already taken up by cars that have won a race. Nobody's won two yet. So, uh, excuse me, the points, playoff point standings. All these drivers have one point, uh, uh, one win, and are differentiated by their uh, um, stage points. And let me go back to Xfinity for a second. In the second stage last night, Jeremy had an eighth. So he did get some stage points last night. That, uh, he needs to get some top tens in there uh, during these stages and, and tack on some extra points. But the playoff standings, the drivers with one win are William Byron, Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe. Fifth is Kyle Larson. Sixth, Austin Sendrick. Seventh, Denny Hamlin. And those guys, I'm sorry, that's seven different winners. I thought I said, thought it was eight. Anyway, um, eighth place with no wins is Chase Elliott. Ninth, Ryan Blaney. Tenth, Martin Truex. Eleventh, Joey Logano. Twelfth, Kevin Harvick. 13th, Kyle Busch. 14th in his last year is Eric Almarola. 15th, Tyler Reddick. And 16th is Daniel Suarez. So uh, that's your top 16 drivers in the playoffs right now in Cup. They run tonight, as I said, at 7.30 on FS1 in the Blue Emu, maximum pain relief 400. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and uh, talk some more. Maybe get Hank Guyton on the phone here in a little bit from Greer Dragway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The city of Spartanburg, always doing. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM and 1400 AM. Uh, I was on the show yesterday from 12.15 to almost 1 o'clock and uh, from the North Turn Restaurant in Daytona, Florida, Daytona Beach, Florida, where the old beach road course was. And I was on Buzz McKim's show, who used to be the curator at the Hall of Fame and has been a been on our show lots of time, but we didn't have him last year for some reason. But he uh, graciously agreed to uh, come on our show next week. So Buzz McKim will be our Legends guest next week at 12 o'clock, at 11 o'clock. And I tell you what, you talk about somebody that knows some racing history. This guy's a full-fledged historian, or they would have never put him in charge of the uh, Hall of Fame. Well, he not only knows it, he can recall it. Well, he's from Daytona, and he's, uh, his daddy was a sign painter and knew Bill France, and he painted all NASCAR signs, like especially on the old beach course, like, right. say, a keep-out rattlesnakes, so people <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, go into the, the Tuleys, as Bud Moore used to call them, and, uh, and try to watch the race for free. Okay, let's move on to the trucks. Now, they did have a truck race Thursday night, and uh, speaking of William Byron, he... Uh, he played his cards right Thursday night, and Hendrick, in one of their rare, uh, well, it actually was a Spire Motorsports truck, but it was sponsored by Hendrick Cars. But William Byron went from 32nd position to win the thing. And um, in just a, I don't think he may run another truck race all year, but he ran Thursday night and won. And second, coming from last, 36th place to second, was Johnny Sauter. So uh, that's a couple of guys that had to pass them all to get to where the where they went, well, uh, to get to where they finished. Third was Kyle Busch, who uh, for once uh, didn't dominate, and he actually had a, a tough time. His other truck was fourth with John Hunter Nemechek. 
Fifth was Ben Rhodes. Sixth, Chandler Smith. Seventh, Matt Crafton. Eighth, Grant Enfinger. Ninth, Zane Smith. And tenth, Tyler Ankrum. Their next race will be next. Uh, I've got Saturday here, and I think that's correct because I double-checked it. Um, and that is the Pinties. I guess that's Pinties. It could be Pinties. I never heard of it. The Pinties Dirt Truck Race is what it's called, and that will be at Bristol. And uh, I've got it for 8 o'clock on Saturday night um, on FS1. So we'll see if that happens. The point standings for the trucks is as follows. Ben Rhodes is the points leader. He has a four-point lead over Chandler Smith. Third is Zane Smith. Fourth, Stuart Friesen. Fifth, John Hunter Nemechek. Sixth, Christian Eckes. Seventh, Tanner Gray. Eighth, Ty Majeski. Ninth is a tie between Matt Crafton and Tyler Ankrum. And 11th is Derek Krause. And I went all the way to 12th so I could say Carson Hosevar. <laughs> so uh, that's how the trucks are shaping up right now. Let's go over to ARCA, which I really screwed up last week, and I was all over the map with them. But they don't run again until April 23rd, so they still got two weeks when they will run the General Tire 200 at uh, Talladega. Point standings for ARCA is Daniel Dye is first, Raja Karuth, an African-American driver, young man, is second. Parker Chase is third. Tony Breedinger, and I still think that's a woman. I don't know, but Tony with an I. Fifth is Nick Sanchez. Sixth, Corey Himes. Seventh, Taylor Gray. Eighth is Sammy Smith. Ninth, Amber Balkane. And tenth is D.L. Wilson. All right. They're cranking up out at Long Beach, and they got a lot going on. And I did some research because I keep saying that Long Beach is probably uh, – the second oldest race on the circuit to the Indianapolis 500. Well, I got a little little history here. Technically, they're calling this the 43rd annual because um, they uh, the, the numbers don't add up. There might have been a uh, – what's that say? Who is that? Tony Bridinger. Uh, she's a girl. As, like Andy Griffith said when uh, uh, the manicures walked by, that, definitely not a boy. <laughs> so, uh, but Long Beach is the 43rd annual and it started in 1975. So I don't know exactly if they didn't have the race for a couple of years or what. But the first race was actually a Formula 5000 race. And then from uh, 1976 until 1983, it was a Formula One race. And then from 1984, uh, CART came in, and it was a CART race from 1984 to 2008 when it became uh, the IndyCar Series starting in 2009. And they have had a, quite a list of winners. The track has been in many, many different configurations. But right now it's 1.968 uh, miles long. And it's on the city streets. There's none of it as a purpose-built racetrack. And uh, we have a phone call. And I bet you this is Hank Guyton. Let's uh, let's see what happens here when we do this. Start your engines. Who we have on the phone? Start your engines. Is that you, Hank? Well, y'all talk. 
Well, we're going to keep trying and see if we can get the right buttons pushed. See who we're talking to on the telephone this morning. Well, uh, I know. Did you see last night in the in the race, the experience you raced last night, the commentators was uh, kind of looking at each other after the race and uh, kind of Austin Dillon and Eric Jones was there. Really couldn't say nothing about the outcome. But they really didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, that's just the way uh, sometimes it happens there. It's not Hank Guyton. It's Ernie Smith calling from Shady Side, where All they're right. running up there today. How you doing, Ernie? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? How cold is it in Shady Side? It's about 52, and the wind's blowing at about 30 miles an hour. But it's, when the wind dies down, it's a great day up here. I mean, we got 91 cars sitting here on the property, wow. ready to start at one. Just finished the drivers' meeting and. Think, you know, anybody's still got time to get here to watch some of the best drag racing in the world. Well, I'm going to be perfectly transparent with you, uh, Ernie. Greg and I had every intention of coming up there. I know you're sick of hearing this, but we talked about it all week long. And uh, as a matter of fact, Greg's under the weather. He couldn't even make the radio show today. And uh, when we saw that it was going to be kind of nippy, we just said, you know, I, I think I'm going to sit on the couch and and watch racing on TV and the Masters and everything. But y'all will be back in the fall, won't you? We will be back in the fall, and I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm running for points, the couch looked like a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, I don't want <laughs> like you to I say. It's going to be a great day of racing up here. We've gotten a lot of fans here already. Uh, they were, I just came back to the trailer from the driver's meeting. They introduced fans from Maine, fans from Florida, and three guys here from Sweden. Holy cow. The guy. The guys from Sweden are actually in the process of getting their car that they built, Southeast Casters Association Legal, shipped over here. They're going to start racing with us. And I don't think they mind cold weather a bit. <laughs> no, no. These guys, these two dudes are literally walking around in shorts and T-shirts. It's balmy weather. <laughs> balmy weather yeah. for them. Well, Ernie, we really appreciate appreciate you calling in, and best of luck to you. And it's at 1 o'clock. Uh, is that when the racing starts? That's when qualifying will start. Two rounds qualifying. The racing will start immediately to follow us. Gene Cromer Memorial, you know, Gene was a legend in South Carolina drag racing for years and years. We you know, we like to remember the old guys in the history. Absolutely. And Gene ran the Moonlighter car for years. You know, everybody in the Carolinas, Georgia, they all knew him. I mean, he won anywhere he went. But like I say, any fans out there listening, if you ain't got nothing to do this afternoon, Qualifying starts at one for some of the best heads up. First guy there to the finish line wins racing. They'll experience anywhere. That sounds great, Ernie. We really appreciate you calling in and best of luck to you. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, I appreciate all y'all's support. I hope you'll have a good rest of the day. Okay, you I'm too. About, I'm about to crawl in this thing and go warm it up. Fire it up. We'll talk to you later. All right, y'all take care. All right, bye. All right, well. Good to hear, Mike. Yep. Where was I? I was just going to hit some of the people that won at uh, at um, Long Beach. The Formula 5000 race was won by uh, Brian Redmond driving for Carl Haas. Uh, the the Formula 1 races were won by Clay Regazzoni, Mario Andretti, Carlos Rodeman. I'm not going to read all 40 of these, but it's all the big names. Uh, Nicky Lauda, John Was, uh, Watson, Nelson Piquet, Gilles Villeneuve. And then they went to the champ cars, which was actually cart. And Mario Andretti won the first two. And then Michael won one. And then Mario won another one before Al Unser Jr. won four in a row. Uh, Danny Sullivan's in there with wins. Alex Zanardi, Al Unser Jr. won a couple of more. So he won like six 
of the of the races. Alex Zanardi, I mentioned him, won two in a row. Juan Pablo Montoya, Paul Tracy, Helio won back in two thousand and one. Uh, Paul Tracy actually won two more. Sebastian Bourdais won three in a row, and then it went to IndyCar in two thousand eight. And winners have been Will Power, Dario Franchitti, Ryan Hunter Ray, Mike Conway, who I think this is his only win. Will Power, Takuma Sato won. Uh, actually, Mike Conway won again. Scott Dixon, Simon Pagino last year was uh, Colton Herta after uh, Alexander Rossi won two in a row. So they're out there. I guess the big news that we really don't have a full story on yet, but Mike uh, Hill turned us on to this morning, was the crash that Jimmy Johnson had, and uh, evidently he was hanging onto the steering wheel, and when you hit something, it's bad enough in a stock car, but when the wheels are exposed like that, it will whip that steering wheel around, and if you're hanging on to it, you can break an arm or fingers or wrist or something, and... Uh, Mike sends a picture of uh, Jimmy Johnson all uh, bandaged up. It looked like he was even in a splint. So I doubt if he's going to race the, uh, tomorrow. And I, I just don't have a clue what's hurt. I know what's hurt. It's his arm, his right arm. But I don't know how serious Not sure it is. if it's a wrist or a finger. Yeah. Or... Looked like he was bandaged up pretty good, though. I mean, it was from elbow to fingertips. But the uh, they qualify... Uh, today at noon right about the time we're going off the air and it is actually called uh the acura grand prix of long beach and that is tomorrow at 12 45 85 laps of an almost two mile course the points for the indy cars right now is uh after two races scott mclaughlin won the first one he's uh, leading the points second is will power third alex palou joseph newgarten who won at texas is fourth Marcus Erickson is fifth, Scott Dixon sixth, Renus VK seventh, Colton Herta eighth, Simon Pagino ninth, and Roman Groshan is tenth. Jimmy Johnson's eleventh, but I don't think he's uh I wouldn't think he's gonna be available. We'll have to find out more about that as uh I'm sure they'll be talking about it on all the races today. Uh as we actually I don't know if I mentioned it or not. The IndyCar race, I did mention the Sunday, but that, uh, and I did mention it, the cup race is tonight at 7.30. So it's a Saturday night race. So there's going to be a lot of golf and racing watch today at my house, I can tell you that. Formula One is in Australia for the Australian Grand Prix. That's in Melbourne. And um, they took last week off. The points are... uh, Charles Leclerc is first in the Ferrari. Second is his teammate, Carlos Sainz. Third is Max Verstappen, last year's champion, who won the other race. Uh, at um, We've only had races so far at, at Bahrain, where Leclerc won, and Saudi Arabia, where Verstappen won. So they've gone uh, all the way around the globe just about to get to Australia. Fourth is George Russell, and his teammate is Lewis Hamilton, fifth. Sixth is Esteban Ocon. Seventh, and this is what I was talking about, is the Americans driving for Haas's Ferrari, is uh, Kevin Magnuson. He's tied for seventh with Sergio Perez. Ninth is Valtteri Bottas, and tenth is Lando Norris. And uh, the other American car, uh, Nick Mick Schumacher, had that terrible crash practicing for uh, Saudi Arabia. 
and I don't know if he's okay or not, to be honest with you. We'll find out. Uh, hopefully, they shipped him another car because he didn't have one for the as a backup. Now, the WeatherTech Weather Sports Car Championship runs, and what I have here, and they didn't really – you had to kind of read uh, two or three different places to find out last night where uh, when this race is. But it appears to be from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Um, and this is at Long Beach. And, of course, the point standings there, we're pulling for the uh, the Whelan Engineering Cadillac. And they are um, 11th, 12th, and 13th in the standings. The drivers, Pipo Durrani, Mike Conway, and Tristan Nunez. And we just talked about Mike Conway winning a couple of IndyCar races on uh Long Beach, but probably an entirely different configuration. But Mike Conway is a winner and a very good driver. Uh, Tristan Vautier is the uh, uh, Richard Westbrook and Loic Duval are the points leaders. The second team is Ricky Taylor, Will Stevens, Felipe Albuquerque, and uh, they're 11 points back. 13 points back is Oliver Jarvis, Tom Blomquist, and Alex Lynn, and um, uh, Earl Bamber, and then 40 uh, points back is the Wheelan Engineering team with Pipo Durrani, Mike Conway, and Tristan Nunez. So uh, I believe that race is today from 2 to 4, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken. It's a two-hour race. It's not a it's not an endurance race where uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and some of the other guys run. They only need, uh, I think, two drivers in this race. They won't have all three, so I'm pretty sure – for Wheeling, it'll be Durrani, and uh, I could be wrong. I don't really know if it'll be Conway or Nunez, which it'll be. I kind of think maybe Nunez. But anyway, that's the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, which we pull for and keep up with as much as we can. We're going to take another break right now and maybe talk to uh, Hank Guyton from Greer Dragway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Start me up, AJ. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. Uh, I got a little housekeeping here. I didn't flip one more page when I was doing the cup uh, point standings because I printed out the starting uh, starting lineup for tonight's race. And Chase Elliott's on the pole, boys. I'd have picked him anyway, but I don't really think it means all that much. But he is on the pole. Eric Almarola is second. Cole Custer is third. Chris Boucher. And the Roush car is fourth. A good start for him. William Byron is fifth. Kevin Harvick, sixth. Christopher Bell, seventh. Kyle Larson, eighth. Ronnie Brad Keselowski's ninth. And tenth is Todd Gilliland. Uh, looking on down the line here, some other names. Uh, Logano is 14th. Blaney is uh, Kyle Busch and Blaney are in row six. That'd be 13th and 14th. Uh, Martin Truex is 20th. Bubba Wallace is a 21st. Uh, looking on down, Denny Hamlin is 23rd, I'm sorry, 25th, um, and bringing up the rear is A.J. Allmendinger, I think he got sent back there for some type of infraction, I'm not entirely sure about that, and Mike Hill contacted, uh, Allen, Allen, what did he tell you about Jimmy Johnson? Uh, says he, uh, worked with Chip Kness, he got him a carbon fiber sprint to go on that arm and he's going to try to wake practice this morning already got cleared by the medical field at the indy car there so, what exactly uh, is his injury 
Uh, he's got a fracture in that arm. Okay. So, uh, might be a wrist fracture, like a hairline fracture, not completely broke. You know what I'm saying? They're going to let him, they're going to let him try. They're going to let him try. All right. And you got to give it to him to get right back in that car. Uh, did he, uh, did Mike tell you where they're starting out there? Uh, qualified fourth and uh race starts at five Oh five today. They are three. We are three hours behind them. It actually starts at long beach at two Oh five. So, uh, that's what be- I was reading. And it didn't say PST after it yeah. for Pacific standard time. So I didn't know that. All right. Well, that's good. And maybe I can, uh, I, I like I said, I was confused, which isn't tough, um, to do today. Uh, they've, they have uh, Formula One qualifying is at one fifty-five to 3 o'clock on ESPN2. That's from Melbourne, Australia. The uh, IndyCar qualifying is 3 to 4.30 on Peacock out at Long Beach. Be interested to see how Jimmy does, if he can, if he can go. And here it is, Allen, 5 to 7 uh, on uh, USA and Peacock is the uh, – WeatherTech Sports Car Championship from Long Beach. Um, I think what Peacock does is have it commercial free with, you know, just straight through. But if you watch it on USA, which um, if you don't have Peacock, which costs five bucks a month, uh, USA is. um, No, wait a minute. I'm looking at something else there. Yeah. Yeah. USA will have it uh, with commercials and everything from five to seven. So anyway. That race is on, and that's gonna. That's that's okay. That will bump some of my Masters coverage. I'll be switching back and forth because I'm really I'm interested in the Masters. I've always loved. That's the only golf tournament I watch. I think that's true with a lot of people, myself included. I was very fortunate in college. My roommate, uh, three years down there, his father was from Augusta. North Augusta, actually, and it was a big deal Purina salesman. But he didn't just sell dog food. He sold to cows and horses and sheep and everything. Any, just about any animal, Purina made a, made a feed for it. And he always used to let us go on Saturday or Friday. Uh, one year, though, it got rained out, and they finished it on Monday, and he couldn't go. So we actually got to go to the last round. In 74, I guess it was. And I think that's the year Gary Player won. But um, I tell you what, it's impressive uh, to see uh, just that golf course so immaculate and everything. And, you know, they got people, you don't drop trash, you don't take a picture. There wasn't any cell phones when I was there. so. But you notice there's nobody holding up a cell phone taking a picture. They just don't even bother to bring it. I guess they'd hustle you out of there in a heartbeat if you whipped out your cell phone. And so... uh Five to seven is the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race tonight from Long Beach. Seven thirty is NASCAR Winston Cup. Oh, Winston Cup. Yeah. NASCAR Cup at Martinsville, which is um, on FS1. And tomorrow the Formula One race will be on ESPN at twelve fifty-five to three o'clock. <laughs> that's from Melbourne, Australia. That's uh that's very watchable. And then the IndyCar race will be from 3.30 to 5.30 on uh, on NBC, the main network, probably commercial-free on Peacock because it's got it listed also from Long Beach. So uh, that's the TV schedule. There's a lot to watch uh, in between golfing. No more basketball. That's all gone. 
congratulations to the USC women. I got to say something about my girls there that won the national championship in a actually pretty strong fashion. It got kind of dicey there for a little bit, but they uh, they won the they won the national championship, and we're real proud of them. Um, we got eight and a half minutes. Of course, now a week from tonight, football starts again. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get Hank. So go talk for a second. It's going to be the the USFL reinstallation, and the the New New Jersey Generals, one of the old teams from the old USFL, is going to play another one of the old teams, Birmingham, next Saturday night. Uh, I had my mic turned off so I could call Hank, but I don't have his phone number. I just discovered, so uh, I guess. I thought he was going to call us. He might be busy, you know. So um, we won't um, hold it against him for not calling us. Ernie Smith called. Um, Ryan Delaney, if you want to call in, you can, we got plenty of time for you now, buddy. Call in if, if uh, he's on his way up to Martinsville um, or on the way back from Martinsville. I'm not sure what he told me. But uh, he's, uh, of course, I'm sure was all over that race last night. With, oh, uh, yeah with uh jeremy doing so well um let me see if i can get him so okay talk some more you guys this is a well-oiled show and uh well we can remind you once again that the uh there's going to be a race in greenville tonight at greenville picking speedway yes also up at harris speedway we're gonna have the big race up there like i said there's uh, a lot of good racing going on around locally and uh gonna be a little cool up there but i'm sure mr wilson's gonna head on up to harris tonight oh without a doubt and as long as you dress warm if you go yeah. prepared for the cold that's not bad i might think i might travel up there just sit back and watch mr wilson i'm i think i know somebody that's up there in the announcer's booth and uh might get up there he invited me up there one time and said come on up there and help him announce up there at harris speedway so uh you might, can maybe get up there is, is it enclosed press oh, yeah, box? i see it that's <laughs> what i'm looking for might take me a little heater too <laughs> wouldn't hurt but uh a lot of good racing going on up there like i said for uh front wheel drive division to pay five thousand twenty eight dollars don't know where they come up with that twenty eight dollars uh, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, lot of a lot of cars showed up there to qualify last night like i said they had five heat races and uh to have five heat races up there they do have a bunch of cars up there so uh well, I got the boss on the phone. Oh, good. So, uh, without further ado, let's talk to uh, the owner of this outstanding establishment here, Ryan Delaney. Where are you, Ryan? Uh, we're actually just kind of coming through Charlotte on our way back from Martinsville and had a really good day at the races yesterday. Checked a lot of boxes at that one. Well, tell us some of the boxes you checked. I know it was top 10 was probably one of them. Yeah, that would be a big one. But then we had we had rain, we had cautions, we had wrecks. We had a fight, and a post-race social with Junior, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, well, tell us about that. Well, you know, uh, Dale and Jeremy had a little thing going before the race that uh, Dale said that if he qualified and finished the race that he would bring a cooler of beer to Pitt Road. It just so happened that they finished, you know, right beside each other in 10th and 11th. And sure enough, we a whole group from Fox Sports and Spartan Waste the Spartanburg contingent went out to the car. Dale Jr. showed up with a cooler full of beers, so we kind of sat around and drank beers post-race. 
last night. So it was kind of a late night at the track, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. And was just so proud of those guys on the 51 team for, for getting that finish that they got because I can tell you they, they really needed it. So it was thoroughly enjoyed by their whole team and everybody that was there. So it was really kind of a special night for everybody to kind of be able to just hang out on hang out after the race for and it was we left and they didn't show any signs of slowing down and we left and it was after midnight when we got out of there so it was a one of those unique uh races where you know a lot of things happened that you don't always get to see at the track and uh the local guy got a good finish so you know overall it was a, a really good day well was anything brought up about uh jeremy getting into the quarter panel of dale um they talked about it you know <laughs> Um, you know, we, I was kind of standing there when they kind of reviewed it, but I mean, when, when junior got out of the car, even when he first got out of the car, I mean, he, he kind of knew that it one, it, you know, it, it wasn't just something that, that Jeremy just did totally on his own. You know, when those cars come diving in there, it, it's kind of every man for himself. And I, I don't think he had any, you know, they had a, a few comments about it, but after that, it was all kind of said and done and, and well, everybody knows. That, you know, if you got to move somebody out of the way when you've had a little bit of bad luck to make sure you get a good finish, anybody who understands that is probably junior. Well, if you look at the replay, it's pretty much as clear as the nose on your face that uh, Josh Berry made it like three, at least three abreast on some bonsai charts to the inside uh, of Jeremy. He was between Jeremy and the pit wall with no room to spare, and that's what made Jeremy right. bump into a. Uh, Junior. Uh, junior, so it was Junior's own car <laughs> driven right. by Josh Berry that actually caused him to get spun out. So, uh, but that's yeah. Dale's been around yeah. long enough to know that stuff happens at Martinsville. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, Chris's father, you know, they had been protecting that inside pretty hard because Barry kept kind of drive down in there. Well, that time, you know, you know, Jeremy kept running low right there to keep him back, and at that point, it was like you know there was nothing he could do when he come down inside him. So everybody kind of knew what the deal was with that so you know wind up getting a great finish and um it was a lot of fun you know it was one of those good racing nights you know um as far as everybody being there and having a big time and they were it was good to see those guys get a good finish of course um struggled a little bit early so we're hoping that they'll take that momentum through the bye week and see what they can come up come up with for talladega but um you know, a lot of good racing, and we got some good racing tonight. So, well, Ryan, as we're winding up here on the show, quickly, could you tell us if Junior said anything about being back in the seat again? We got about a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just that he really enjoyed it, and he likes to, you know, he, you know, likes to at least do that one race a year and do the short track side of it. That he really, you know, had really had a great time. Um, I don't know that that means he's going to pick up any additional races, but I think he really, I mean, I know he really enjoyed that Martinsville and he loves that short track stuff. So I would expect him to keep doing that. I don't know that you'll see him adding any dates, but, um, no, I, I would say that he just expressed that he thoroughly enjoyed himself and, and, you know, racing close with those guys and, um, held up his end of the bet or the bargain with Jeremy that said, you know, if they finished, finished well and he would bring the beer and the teams would share them. So that was kind of a experience, but, yeah, yeah, he, he had a, a great time and a great race, really. I mean, that was a good finish for just stepping in that car. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we appreciate having you on the show for the last minute or so here. We got less than a minute till uh, till we're off the air. So uh, have a safe trip back the rest of the way home. And uh, call in any time, preferably a little earlier. Uh, we were out of sure. stuff to do because Bobby Labonte was a no-show on our, 
our guest right. today. So uh, it opened up some extra time. You're always welcome, of course. Well, thank you guys. Great show as always, and appreciate everything y'all do for the station, and we always enjoy listening. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Ryan Delaney, who is the owner. Thirty seconds. You got ten seconds. Enjoy the racing that you get to see this weekend. If you watch the Masters, enjoy that, and we'll see you next week. Got anything over there? Just Bruce. I mean, Harry uh, Speedway this weekend. All right. So, uh, well, we enjoyed it. We didn't have a guest. I know we got one next week, and uh, heck, we might even uh, see if we can get Jeremy on his off week, which uh, would be a good time to try to get him. I'm sure he'll come on if he can. So uh, that's it for. Uh, this saturday hope you'll join us again next week i thank everybody for listening natalie uh i don't think anybody's heading that way from this studio so uh the rest of you keep it between the fences you've been listening to start your engines tune in each saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news interviews and guests from around the sport to find out more or order perry allen woods books on motorsports visit mcfarlandbooks.com start your engines has been a presentation of fox sports spartanburg llc all rights reserved Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Breaking news in the NFL, Pittsburgh quarterback and Ohio State standout Dwayne Haskins has died after being 